acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This morning, we come to a close on our sermon series on Paul's letter to the Philippians. Now, remember that Paul's writing this letter to his beloved community from prison. And the church of the Philippians have been partners with Paul in the gospel throughout his ministry. And now Paul's writing to them as they are enduring their own hardship in the face of persecution. And so as the Philippians have shown their love and unity with Paul and his mission by financially supporting him and praying for him, Paul now shows them his love and unity with them as he shares with them in their suffering for the gospel. Not only are they in this together, but Paul reminds them that they are to look to Jesus whom they suffer with. And it is this reason why Paul can find joy even in the midst of suffering. Having full faith that just as we suffer with Jesus, we will also share with Jesus' glorious resurrection. And so Paul writes in the final chapter of his letter to the Philippians, a reminder to rejoice, even in their less than ideal circumstances. But the joy that Paul calls the Philippians to have is, a, is different from the standard definition of joy that we can find in the dictionary. The Webster Dictionary defines joy as, as the following, as an emotion invoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or also as a state of happiness. But the joy that we have been talking about during this sermon series is more than just a state of happiness or an emotion invoked by good fortune because as we have seen, neither Paul nor the Philippians are in a situation that can either cause or evoke any good feelings or any sense of good fortune. The joy that Paul has been speaking of is more than a happy mood or emotion, but rather it is a choice to trust that God will fulfill his promise. This is the joy that the Hebrews had in the desert before even being led to the promised land after they were freed from oppression in Egypt. This is the joy that Israel kept as they waited for the Lord to act while they were in captivity in Babylon with their hopes set on the promise of a future Savior. This is also the joy that Paul shares with the Philippians even though he is imprisoned as he awaits the return of our risen Lord Jesus. So as you can see, biblical joy is a choice to trust that God will fulfill his promise. And to us that promise is resurrection, everlasting life, and a restored creation absent of sin and death. Paul writes in our reading this morning, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
finding joy in the midst of hardship and not worrying does not mean to suppress your emotions of fear and anxiety. On the contrary, as Paul says, make it known to God through prayer and supplication. It is faith in God's promises as well as knowing that our prayers, our anxieties, and our fears are known by our Lord who loves us. And it is only when we know this that then we are able to make the choice to face any situation with joy and with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. This is a peace that can only come from God, whom we have come to trust not only with our lives, but with our lives even after death, even after the suffering. We are currently now not only having our own personal hardships to have to navigate through, but added to those already difficult challenges that we have to face day to day, we are dealing with a global pandemic and a moment in our country where division and hatred among friends and neighbors is becoming all too normal. As I have said before, it is not an easy time, and although there are still times we can have where we forget and we actually have happy times and happy memories. All it takes is tuning into the news or your social media to quickly bring us right back down and for legitimate reasons. How can there be happiness when many are dying daily? When many are losing their homes because they have lost their jobs due to the economic impact of this global pandemic? How can there be happiness when racism is clearly still a problem in our country? Or how can there be happiness when our national leaders foolishly downplay all we are witnessing before our very eyes? Of course hopelessness, anger, hatred, and revenge become our go-to in a time like the one we are currently witnessing. So how can we meet these challenging times? Paul's letter to the Philippians reminds us that we must meet these challenging times with a life consistent with the mind, heart, and life of Jesus our Lord. A life of humility. A life of obedience to the Father. An obedience that not only might lead us to suffering as Jesus suffered, but also an obedience that calls us to love God and love neighbor, even our enemies. We must find peace not in revenge or hatred, but in the peace of God, knowing that the Lord, the judge of all, is near, as Paul says. It is the Lord Jesus who has condemned sin through his death on the cross, and it is Jesus who will set all things right. Also, Paul reminds us to worry about nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. We must remember to do our priestly role of the church to pray for justice, for healing, for repentance, for reconciliation, and for the Lord's return. As we pray with the ancient Christians before us who used to pray, Come, Lord Jesus, come. 
And above all, we must remember to rejoice, as Paul says. We must remember to make the choice to trust in the one who has already conquered all things. Friends, we are all God's beloved, and it is for this reason that we can face any challenge with confidence, knowing that the God who loves us is also a God who has always fulfilled His promises. We are able to have joy because of the promises of God that await before us. And as Paul, this is what we can look forward towards and press on to. It is to Jesus our Lord we can look to when all seems hopeless to find hope. It is to Jesus whom we can look to to overcome hate and revenge with love. And it is to Jesus we can look to for peace in times of fear and anxiety. It is a confidence and trust not in ourselves, not in any institution or ideology, and much less in any national king or leader, but in the Lord Jesus who sits as judge and Lord over all of creation. This is why Psalm 23 The one we prayed this morning and pray in many funerals is not a psalm of death, but a psalm of life. We are able to walk into the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil, because the one who has defeated death and sits as judge and Lord is with us, and will not only comfort us, but will share with us that gift of everlasting life. We must learn to rest in Jesus' victory and trust in His promise. And only then this will allow us, like Paul, to face hardship and suffering with an attitude of joy, knowing that Jesus, who sits as judge and Lord, will set all things right. It is God's promises that can bring us peace, knowing that we do not have to choose hopelessness, anger, hatred, or revenge, but can have the peace of God to choose hope, faith, and love. And so with this, let me end the sermon series with Paul, who not only preached and exhorted, but also is one whom we have seen lived out the humility, obedience, joy, and confidence in the Lord, that he was sure that the Philippians would join him in living out as well. So we finish with this. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. The God of peace will be with you. May the God of peace be with you all, my brothers and sisters. Amen. Some say, don't give up and hope that your good is good enough. Head down, keep on working. If you can earn it, you deserve it. Some say, push on through. After all, it's the least that you can do. But don't buy what they're selling. Couldn't be further from the truth.
Dance News Hammer.